The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back and thank you for joining us for the Source of Truth podcast. A podcast where we take time out of our day and just walk verse by verse through different books of the Bible, showing how truly relevant and practical the Word of God is to every part of our life. In a day when things become more and more chaotic, the truth is what we need. Not someone else's opinion, uh, not even a church's opinion. We need God's thought on this. And that's what we do, is take time in God's Word. We've been going through the book of Ephesians. We're finishing it up over the next couple episodes. So if you're following along in your Bible or your tablet, uh, we are in the book of Ephesians, and I'm going to be looking at verse 18. We just finished, kind of finished, walking through um, what we call spiritual warfare. Uh, the weaponry that we can wear. Now, when you say, why do you say kind of finished? A lot of times we end with the idea in verse 17, you know, taking the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 moves into the idea of praying. I dare say that prayer is one of the absolute necessities for spiritual warfare. Um, I, I mean, it's the thing that we do for protection, the thing we ask God to move. God tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace, where we may obtain, obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Prayer is something that we all know about. I think we know the power. I wonder if we all enjoy the power that comes through prayer. But either way, uh, it is how he concludes. And I truly believe that as this is how he concludes, it's part of this. I actually believe that as if we're doing everything we're supposed to in the armor, living right, living by faith, peace, uh, right with God, all those things, then prayer does become effective. Prayer by itself without the other things, it becomes ineffective. So let's walk through these things real quick. I will say this, and I do believe that prayer is something that sometimes we do one of two things. One, we can make it way too complicated. Uh, We get this idea that we need to know how to pray. We need to know the certain prayer words. Uh, Maybe a written prayer or a pastor gives us a prayer or we copy certain things people say. Can I tell you, God is not impressed with the words we use in prayer. Uh, God's not impressed with our verbiage or terms or we sound wordy. In fact, you go over to where the disciples asked him to teach us to pray and he does the Lord's Prayer. We think, okay, I'm just going to quote the Lord's Prayer. That is not at all what that passage was about. God didn't put us in there to quote a verse. God said, here are some things that should be part of your prayer. Worship and asking for confession of sin, yielding to what God is doing, asking for God to do things. These are things, us forgiving others as we ask for forgiveness, these are the things that are supposed to be part of prayer, not necessarily just a recited prayer. That's not what God intended in that. Uh, so we're going to, we could, by the way, you could go through all kinds of sections of scripture and walk through the aspect of prayer. You could, we could do an entire week, if not more, on different aspects of prayer. We're not going to do that, but for the few moments we have, let me give you a couple thoughts. I did say this. I said sometimes we, we do two things. One, sometimes we make prayer too hard. Two, I, sometimes we don't take it seriously enough. Sometimes you make prayer so hard that we're not good enough at it. Some we say, well, I, I, you know, I said a prayer before dinner. God should you know, move in my life. And I think we, we don't take it seriously enough. A couple things he says in this verse. Praying always, the first thing is it's an ongoing prayer. Um, Prayer is not just something we do randomly, it's something we should do. Now, please understand, it doesn't mean that we're always on our knees all day long, and it doesn't mean that we're always like, okay, God, i got to stop in the middle of the street and pray. You know, God hears us even if we don't stop, close our eyes, and say, dear Heavenly Father. He's aware. He's there. He's present. Uh, we get on our knees, we close our eyes because it, it's worshipful, and it allows us to get away from 
the distractions of the world, but you can be standing with a friend and pray right there. You can be in your car and pray. It's ongoing. It's a conversation with God. It's not just, I did my three minutes in the morning and I move on. It's a lot deeper than that. Two, it's a persevering prayer. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep strong. Keep believing. When we're praying, when we're effective and keeping at it, then we have, an, we have a, a biblical belief that we can believe that God will move. Now, sometimes he'll move exactly the way we wanted to in our prayer. Sometimes he will not. Please remember this. No matter how it is that God moves, he will always move that what is right and what is best for us. Because he knows. Like, like most parents know and their younger kids what's safe and what's better for them. God knows. And please remember, it's even greater than that. Because God knows where we are. God knows our strengths, our weaknesses. God knows what's coming tomorrow and weeks down the road. He knows what's happening from now to the time I go home. And he knows that too. He knows all of those things. So he is going to work what is best for his plan and best for my life. He will do what is right. So, but keep praying. But there's also one known called as intercessory prayer. Praying on behalf of others. As a matter of fact, he says in verse 19, Ephesians 6, 19, Paul says this. He's continuing still talking about prayer. He goes, and for me. Pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He says, you know, all these other things of prayer, but please pray for me. Pray that God will give me boldness, God will give me power, that I may continue to do what it is I'm asked to do, even though I'm in, even though I, you know, I'm going to be in jail, even though my life will be on the line. Please, in the time that God has given me, beg God that I will have the boldness that I need to have in prayer. Then he says at the end, praying with all, uh, praying always with all thing, all prayer with supper application in the spirit. There is spiritual prayer. In this passage, the Bible states that we're really to pray in the spirit. Let me give you a couple thoughts about this. That I, these aren't original with me, but I thought they were good. Uh, first one is this. Prayer is asking God to intervene in the natural realm. God has given us a free will and desires to be part of what we do, but he does not force himself on us. He, we must invite him in to intercede in our home, in our marriage, in our thought life, in our battles. We must bring him in and ask. God is never going to force us anything. That's why someone can be a Christian and can live their life and say, why is my life falling apart? Well, the simple answer, you haven't asked God to become part of it. You're not praying. You're not in the word of God. You're not engaging in your Christian journey. You're going to find yourself very lonely. God promised not to leave, but he's not going to force himself on you. you we need to engage. And so it's something that we must do. Prayer brings him in. Two, prayer is us asking God to do what he wills. Prayer can never force God to do anything. You can never make God do something he didn't intend or plan to do. So we pray, and one of the things, you know, it says in the model prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are continually begging. So why would we ask God to do something that he's already planning to do? And the simple answer is this. The more I continue to beg God to do what he wants to do, I am adjusting my mind and adjusting myself, submitting myself to recognize that what he does is his will. So as I pray and then God moves, I have moved in submission expecting him to do something and then I'm in line with that because I'm submitting to what it is that God is doing. It is really more for me than it is for God. I can't force God to do anything. He does tell us to come boldly before the throne of grace. But we also remember we come boldly and pray, but we are coming before Almighty God, which means he may not do exactly what we want, and that, that's, that's really good, okay? Um, third thing is why are there times that God doesn't listen? A um, couple verses here, Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Think about this, James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
Why then is there time that God doesn't hear? Or listen, he did mention it very clear that if I regard, the word guard means hide or protect or acknowledge and not deal with. Sin in my life, now please understand what I mean by that. We all sin. It's an, in, it's an unwillingness to acknowledge the sin is there and to get it right with God and say, I need to turn from this. That doesn't mean I'll be perfect tomorrow. It just means that I acknowledge that that thought or that action or that whatever it is, it's wrong. And I come to God and say, I'm battling with this. Hebrews says that we all have a sin that easily besets us. And he's saying is that's there. If we acknowledge it and we hide it and protect it and don't want to ever deal with it, God's not going to hear us. We must go to him and we must be willing to say, Lord, this is a battle and I, I know it's wrong. And you know, the Bible says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But the word confess means agree with God. I must agree with God that this action is sinful. You'd be amazed at how many people just refuse to do that. Looking at this or watching this or talking about this or going here, Lord, those things aren't sinful. Um, I read a story of a pastor. He said, um, a man came to him and he said he'd been praying over a certain thing and he'd been begging God to do something and he, God wasn't moving and he asked the pastor why. And the pastor says, is there any sin in your life uh, that you need to get right with God? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm living with a woman outside of marriage, but that's not really a big deal. Now, here's the key. I mean, the, the pastor made a unique point of view. He said, well, she's a daughter. She's God's daughter. If you were treating another man's daughter poorly, would you ask favors of him? You're not, you're living with God's daughter. You're disobeying him. Why would you do that? Here's the simple point in that, though. The simple point is that man stated, I know the Bible says I shouldn't do that, but really, who cares? We have placed God in this thing where, okay, this is my opinion of what needs to happen. And, you know, if God doesn't like it, we have forgotten that prayer comes when I am aligned with God. I'm right with God. I can't live any way I want to in sin, refusing to put God in any level of priority in my life, and then expect God to answer prayer. It doesn't work that way. God is not a bellhop or a drive-through boy or girl sitting there waiting for me to pull in when I, you know, one time a year and come in and say, I need you to do this. Oh, okay, I got it. This is spiritual warfare. And by the way, the other side is, if I'm not putting on all of the armor that I need to, if I'm not preparing my heart for what's coming, prayer becomes ineffective. I believe that because many of us, and I say this because there's been times in my life this will be true, because many of us are unwilling to get things right and to conform our life into the image and allow God into obedience to Christ, we're not going to have effectiveness in prayer. Because, and by the way, it's not conforming to a church thinking or to what someone else thinks. This is what we know the Bible says, which, by the way, means when you're newly saved, it's not going to be, you know, you're going to grow into this. If you've been saved for a while, it's different. For whom much is given, of much is required. So let me encourage you that the biggest thing we have, we have the power in prayer. We have access to God. I think it's not as complicated as we make it, but it needs to be serious. But the same case, we need to make sure that this is not something we just kind of live our own way and God's got to take care of it. Uh, this is something that we need to be serious before God, be willing to be right with God. You can study scripture. There are many times that God just didn't listen. And he told the people there's sin in the camp. There's sin in your life. And that is what we need to evaluate. So I challenge you to do that. We all want power with God. We want power in prayer and we can have it, but we need to do it in God's terms. And so I challenge you to do that. Again, we could talk for weeks on the topic of prayer. Uh, I've just given you an introductory thought, something to challenge you to consider and to think, but a reminder, prayer is powerful if we follow God's plan on it. Well, thanks for joining us again in this day. As we finalize this book, we look forward, I appreciate the time to be able to be part of this. I've enjoyed the study of Ephesians myself. I hope it's been helped to you. I hope you continue to join us as we finish this up here in just a couple of days. Hope you have a great rest of your day.